Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani. And I'm Chuck Mendenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll, and together we are Three Pack. Join us on the brand new Spotify Live app immediately after all of the biggest fights in combat sports. And also during the weigh-ins, because that's when the real drama happens. So what are you waiting for? Follow the Ring MMA show right now on our exclusive Spotify podcast feed. And come join the best community in MMA. Peace! We're out of here. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Rollback. If you're wondering who to start, who to sit, please go to fantasyfootball.theringer.com. Our rankings are there. Check it out. We get super flex. Get everything. Half PPR, full PPR. Fantasyfootball.theringer.com. You can follow us. DK is at Danny B. Kelly everywhere. Social media is whatever. Carrier Pigeon is at Danny B. Kelly. Craig is at Craig Rollback on Twitter. Super easy to spell. And I am Danny underscore Heifetz on Twitter. And my Instagram is Danny Heifetz. Uh, even easier to spell. Those are in the episode description. Fairly easier to spell. I, it's, I mean, how could you even get a hyphen? It's wrong. It's very easy. All right. We're heading into week 14. It's the last week of the regular season for fantasy football for most people. So scratching, clawing for a playoff spot. Absolutely massive week. We're going to check, do a little yeah. vibe check heading into Sunday. DK. Yo. Give us our first award heading into Sunday. I want to start this off with the Bad Faith Super Bowl Award. The bad, <laughs> everybody's just going to bad faith the fuck out of this game. Tua versus Herbert. Dolphins versus Chargers. For whatever reason, the, I, I don't know, like Tua and Herbert, you can't talk about one without talking about the other this season. Um, you know, there's like the hot takesman, Manuel Acho. Acho. How do you say his last name? Acho. 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 It's definitely Acho. He's leading the charge on this. He called uh, Herbert a social media quarterback, which is just absurd. And he's like, he's big time Tua guy. But I like Tua. He's a real takesman. <laughs> he just triggers the fuck out of everybody. I guess he's doing yes. a good job. But yeah, like they got that part of it. Anti-Herbert stuff. They got Tua on just mounting coordinated attacks like terrorists against anyone who says anything mean about Tua on Twitter. Um, can we just like take a breath? And, and recognize that this game isn't going to like spell out the rest of these two players' careers? Should we do that or should we just not do that? Two teams on the fringe of being wildcard <laughs> playoff contenders. What's funny about this game is it's like, a, it's like a giant paradox, right? Because Tua is the quarterback that nobody thinks is good and the coach is lifting them up. And then on the other side, you have Herbert, who is the quarterback who everybody thinks is the second coming, but the coach is holding him back. Yeah. And yet, Tua is the one having the better season than Herbert. 
So it's it's a really interesting dynamic we have. Interesting. Well, I feel like Herbert, you know, kind of broke his ribs in week two and, you know, had Keenan Allen, Mike Williams out for months and to it. I mean, aside from all the concussion stuff he went through, they did just add Tyreek Hill. Like, just, I don't know. That helps. True. I mean, look, there's no room for, like, nuance, if it's context. There's no gray area. It is like a misinformation war. It's like Highlander. There can only be one. There can be only one. The other irony is that this is such a huge game for the Chargers. I guess it's not ironic. It's just a different point I was making, but I used irony there. Just <laughs> People say, say ironic way too much. Yeah, I, I was like wrong. <laughs> I caught myself. I ignored myself. I'm quite sure what but irony is. I don't know who does. But <laughs> the, um, the, if the Chargers win this game, they basically have like a 50-50 shot at the playoffs. So a coin flip. And if the Chargers lose, it's basically one in six. So it's basically a dice roll if they lose wow. and a coin flip if they win. They got to win then because there's nothing that Brady Stanley loves more than a coin flip. You know, he loves those chances. <laughs> oh, wow. Risks. There you go. Look yeah. at you. Dance, monkey. That's your thing, right? Fourth down, down monkey, Brandon Staley. Fourth and 12th in the third. Go for it. I got to be honest. I don't know what this is in reference to. It's not. It's, it's nothing. It's just <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Are you even anytime like, quoting like a movie or something? No, it's anytime Brandon Staley doesn't go for it on fourth down, everybody's like, what are you, are like, pissed. I thought this was your thing, Brandon. We're giving up on him. Well, you know what's so funny is men get so confused when you have like an original thought. You're like, that right. wasn't an Anchorman quote. I thought we just <laughs> no, spoke in you quotes. Guys just, you guys just started saying it all of a sudden and then kept referencing it. I thought that it was like a meme. We came up missing. with our own yeah. original inside <laughs> joke. Okay, good to know. Everybody only speaks in memes now, so... <laughs> Yeah, one of my friends, Kate, was around for like a very similar moment I had with my friends where we were confused that it wasn't a quote. And she was like, wait, do you guys, all the other times you finish each other's sentences, is that just movie quotes? We're like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, you don't have original thoughts? We were like, no. Rarely. Of course not. Very. Social very media rarely. has removed any need to have an original thought. Who's going to win this game? Rich Rebar at Sharp Football has some incredible numbers in this game. The Chargers are the worst defense on first down for rushing yards per play and the worst defense on first down for passing yards per play, which is like astonishing. So they just give up a shitload of yards on first down. Doesn't matter what you do. It's easier to get yards on first down versus the Chargers than any team. And the Dolphins, too, is like the number one quarterback in passing yards on first down. So it just, there's no third and longs in this game for the Dolphins. It just kind of feels like, I feel like the Dolphins might destroy the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, on paper, it feels like the Dolphins should win this game and should dominate. The only thing that's, like, holding me back a little bit from from really buying into that is just Tua was off in that last game against the 49ers for whatever reason. He just didn't look confident, didn't look like, you know, he was seeing it as well as he had prior. Maybe that was just, you know, because it was a really tough game, really tough opponent, whatever. But it, I think we need to see him kind of bounce back and, like, get back to the accurate ways and things like that before this last game. I will say with the Chargers, Mike Williams is questionable. He might finally be back. Corey Lindsley, their star center, is going to be, I think, might play. So uh, Chargers are slowly getting healthier. I think this will be a great game. This is probably my most anticipated game of the week for me. I mean, it, they flex the Senate football for a reason. I also think, I mean, just, you know, Chargers defense. I, again, I think the Dolphins tackles being out. It's really Do tough. Dolphins fans travel? Do you guys know? Because, like, there's not, like, a strong Chargers To Los continue. Angeles? No, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't know. I, but I would I, say LA has probably the the most non-LA sports fans of any right. city. The most non-local sports fans of any city is probably... I see what you're saying where like the Chargers are always on the road even when they're at home, but are there going to be like 40,000 Miami games at this game? I kind of doubt it. I'll be watching for that. It's a good question. All right. 
Next up, Sunday scaries. Greg. Yeah, my scary is the, the six-team bipocalypse on the last week of the regular fantasy season. That's kind of brutal. I hate this. It's really bleak. I'm in a 12-team league, my long-running league, and legit guys in my league, friends of mine who are, who are fighting for the playoffs, are starting dudes like DeAndre Carter and DJ Chark, James <laughs> Cook. Like These are guys with teams that are like eight and five. It's, it's really rough out there. And, and I'm going through this as well. Like This is the week where a lot of us need wins, and yet you're going to have to fire at people who have been disappointing you all season. It's like the <laughs> Tobias Funke quote, but like, these people delude themselves into thinking it could work for them, and but it might work for us. <laughs> like That is how I feel this week. I'm starting somebody like Damian Pierce, who's been pretty bad for the last four weeks, and they're playing the Cowboys, but like, Ugh. I, yeah. I kind of have to do it. You know, people are going to have to start dudes like Gabe Davis, Deontay Johnson, who hasn't been a top 36 receiver for the last nine consecutive weeks. Juju, is getting started by everybody. Juju's been terrible. Another sneaky disappointment this season. Mike Evans hasn't done shit in the yes. past month. He's been uh, tough. There are just so many dudes who who have the name brand value of people who put up like 10, 15 points a game, but in reality have been putting up like five or six points a game. And yet, because of where we are this week, you got to start all these guys who have been disappointing you all season. I'm in a, I'm in a league right now. Tell me if I'm crazy. I'm considering starting uh, Josh Palmer over Mike Mike Evans. No, like, is that crazy? <laughs> yes. Yes, it's If crazy. Mike Williams plays, it's definitely crazy. If he doesn't play, it's still a little crazy. Okay, let's assume he... Let's, uh, yeah, you're right. If Mike Williams doesn't play, I don't think it's that crazy. Dude, but Mike Evans... We'll I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wait, I, what did I just hear? Are you saying if... Oh, no, you, Mike Williams doesn't play for the Chargers. Sorry, did, what did I, I... Did I say Evans you guys, or Williams? You both meant just said Mike if Williams. Mike Evans doesn't play... Should I still play Mike no, no, Evans if Mike Josh Williams... Bond? That's what I meant, Mike Williams. Williams. Yeah, I, I, mean, I may have dude, said the wrong thing. Josh Palmer had more points in week 11 than Mike Evans has in the last four games combined. <laughs> he's getting so. a lot of targets, man. He's actually been pretty good. Um, but that's where we are. That's, I think that's an illustration of where we are. Like I'm, I'm having this crisis of faith in Mike Evans, who I normally would just be very confident in. Now I'm just like, he's just a guy. I don't know. Everyone should play Mike Evans, in part because I think that... that Rationally, sh- yes. He did get a 50-yard pass interference at the goal line that like would have been like a 13-point fantasy play on Monday Night Football, but it just was a, a, a flag. However, yeah, I think that like with... Re- oh my God, I just lost my voice. That was horrifying. <laughs> that was horrifying? He almost just threw up. Are you okay? You're like my mom. My mom like <laughs> chokes on her own saliva once a day. <laughs> That's what happens when you get older, Craig. <laughs> she will just be watching television. She'll just start coughing and she'll get up. And I'm like, what happened? She's like, Nothing. I'm choking. That's like <laughs> I, can't, I can't eat popcorn because I'm not breathe. even because I like popcorn, but I feel like when I eat popcorn, I choke like every 10, 20 bites. I'll be in a movie <laughs> hacking up a lung. Fun fact about Craig, popcorn, favorite snack on earth. <laughs> Craig gave my Craig gave my son popcorn and got him into popcorn. Ooh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Craig when just that? started that whole thing. I went to a wedding in Seattle in Bainbridge Island, and then we took the ferry uh, back over, and on the ferry, I gave Calvin some popcorn. <laughs> and he fucking loved it. Do you guys not like choke at all on popcorn? He doesn't get like cough and get. He doesn't really choke on popcorn. He chokes on chips though, like tortilla chips. Yeah. They just get. I lodged. don't choke on popcorn. I just I don't know. I can't eat popcorn anyway. I don't. We'll see if we keep that. I don't know. Probably. Uh, what was I talking about? The bipocalypse. Mm. The bipocalypse. Yeah. Oh, with real teams, where like your record is what it is, and it's so. This is right around where you in fantasy, where you get to like. There's like the idea of who Gabe Davis is versus like. You know, last couple months, he's like a really good streaming tight end. Just plays receiver. Yeah. Yeah. But, I know. 
But it's also like the inverse of the when you're at the playoffs, like, hey, you got to dance with who brung you. But now it's like the, is this person going to get me into the dance? I don't even know. It, it, am I doing this? It's such an uninspiring final week of the fantasy regular season for most people's rosters. It's like, eh, hey, all right, I yeah, guess. I feel like, yeah, like I'm just like living on a prayer. Like, <laughs> good fucking luck, team. Like, go for it. I just don't have any confidence in like half of these guys. Jacoby Myers, you mentioned. Did you mention Jacoby Myers? Like, he's another guy. Just like, has been yeah. very disappointing. Like, that whole offense has been disappointing. I just don't know what to do with this guy. Like, I'd almost rather start some just like really higher floor guy just in the hopes he gets like six points or something. It's just, it's bleak out there. I think Deontay Johnson's the best example of this because at least Gabe Dave has like a 35-point game on his resume, whereas Deontay, if he doesn't help you this week, you kind of just feel dumb. Like, you just feel stupid. Yeah. yeah. So, that's tough. Um, speaking of feeling stupid, uh, Giants fan. Mm. My Sunday Scary is just the New York playoff race for both these football teams. So, the Giants and the Jets, I feel like, are in a very similar spot right now. They both have seven wins. They're both in third place in the division. They both have a very tenuous grasp on a wild card. And they both could lose their playoff spot the way this goes. And they're both playing like the juggernaut in the division. Giants are playing the Eagles, who are in first place. Bill Jets are playing the Bills, who are in first place. The Jets are 10-point underdogs to the Bills, even though they like beat the Bills a month ago. And then the Jets made a quarterback upgrade. I get it, whatever. But still, A lot of weird spreads this week. There are. We're going to get, <laughs> oh, no, get to those. <laughs> Craig, Craig Giants are seven. Vegas. I, what are you up to, Vegas? <laughs> what are you doing, Vegas? <laughs> what are you doing? What do you know? Craig's always side-eyeing Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to the Vikings-Lions line later. But the Giants, I'm just so terrified because like, we just, I've tried to talk myself into how they're going to win. And aside from the, you know, they just keep winning a bunch, bunch of games they shouldn't win. I just don't, like, I don't know. It's the Eagles are so much better than them. And I guess I just hope that you have to just blitz the shit out of Jalen Hurts and you just hope you get a turnover. But like the problem is, there's the NFC, it's, there's just eight teams for seven spots. It's just there's seven shares and there's only eight teams really in it. And like it, it's either the Seahawks or Niners going to win the NFC West and whoever doesn't win the West will be in the wildcard race with the Giants in Washington. Like that's it. So probably the Seahawks, Giants, Washington. Giants probably lose the Eagles. They come back, they play Washington next week and like it's just a playoff game. And I'm just kind of terrified, and I'm I'm worried they're going to get exposed, and I'm just I'm very afraid. <laughs> very, I don't I like this to get his He had to get his like reverse jinx in every single week. Um, I I get it. it this actually reminds me while you were talking about the Giants Eagles, I was reminded again. We've brought this up before, but uh, in Indiana Jones, when the guy with the swords come out comes out and is like doing like his big sword thing, this is like the Giants, and then the Eagles just like scoff and shoot him. You and know, Indiana like, Jones, who, who Harrison Ford, who has dysentery and doesn't want to move, like, pulls out his this. pistol. Yeah, like <laughs> that's, that's AJ Brown with the Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have to really get creative. It's they're gonna have to like MacGyver their way to a win here, and the Eagles just have every like advantage. Um, so yes, I'm I'm kidding. You're not actually reverse jinxing yourself. It's it's a not it's not a great situation. Yeah, so that's gonna be fun. <sighs> do we think the Do we think the Jets can pull it off? Against the Bills? They literally won a month ago. It, I think it does. <laughs> right. It's cliche, but it's like, is Josh Allen sure. going to dump turnovers again? Because if so, yeah. yes. If not, probably not. The My other son is scary. I feel like when I look at my fantasy lineups this week, I don't feel good about any of my running back matchups. There's three running backs this week who have like great matchups, and everyone else, it's like, Craig mentioned Damian Pierce playing the Cowboys. Brutal. Like, nightmare. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, everybody, Damian Pierce is going to have like two points in fantasy. He will. It's terrifying. Houston doesn't have Nico Collins or Brandon Cooks this week. They're top and they're he's going Davis to have Mills. 13 rushes for 28 yards. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> that's it. 
<laughs> one catch, three yards. That is going to be his line. But I got to start him. But you don't have to be faster than the bear, just faster than your slowest friend. And you look at all the slowest friends, and it's like, okay, Rashad White and Leonard Fournette, never mind figure out what their split is. They're going against the 49ers. And you're like, yeah. okay, best defensive football. How do you feel about that? Isaiah Pacheco against the Broncos. I guess that's a good matchup, relatively speaking. Travis Etienne playing the Titans, best run D in football. Uh, you know, James Conner playing the Patriots. The Patriots allow like 38 rushing yards a game. Like, <laughs> that's not fun. And you have to wait uh, till Monday night to watch that. I know. And then like the Dolphins, the Chargers are a good matchup for the Dolphins, but then like, okay, cool. We're going to play like play? Jeff Wilson or Monster. Jeff Wilson had one carry last week. He's literally, it was like the first what time the in hell? Jeff Wilson's career, he had like 15 snaps and had one carry. That's fun. The Seahawks, you have Ken Walker, who's probably gotten you wherever you are. You're probably doing well. Now he's hurt. It's like, what do you, you can't even have a Seahawks running back to replace it. It's just, there's so many uninspiring options on guys, like Craig said, well, you got to play him, but. Let, this, let's complete the Sunday scary trifecta here. So in, in addition to the bipocalypse, in addition to the running back matchups, there's just a lot of guys coming off of injuries that I do not trust. David Njoku coming off a knee injury. Rondell Moore maybe going to play with coming off Ugh. of a groin injury. I don't know. Like You have to wait again till Monday night for this. You might not even play him, even though he has pretty good like ceiling potential. Michael Carter coming off an ankle injury. Mike Williams. Maybe going to play. We don't really know. You can't start him. You can't. Right. And then uh, Joe Mixon coming off a two-week absence from a concussion. That's a little bit, you know, scary just based on the fact he could take a hit and maybe not play the rest of the game. And then Jalen Waddell. I've never, I don't remember if I've ever seen this. Jalen Waddell was listed injury as fibula. Like, it wasn't just like leg. It was It's so specific. What? That's too specific. I don't remember ever seeing that. I'm it's sure not I have, the tibia. But... It's the fibula. The tibia Jalen Waddle fibula, which just scares me. I know. I think he's going to play. He's told. He told the uh, media that he's going to play, but I don't really know. It's just that type Wait, of I gotta look where... Oh my god! You're right. It says fibula. I don't remember ever seeing that. I'm sure it's been usually it says sure it's like happened, leg. But... Yeah, lower yeah. leg. <laughs> That's all. But um, anyways, it, this is just the trifecta of like Sunday scaries here, where it's. Bad matchups, bad players, lots of buys. Ugh. What a doom and gloom weekend <laughs> yeah. in fantasy. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be a lot of like... Week 14 and it's literally going to the playoffs or not. It's going to be a lot of like 100 to 85 wins in fantasy this week. I feel like maybe maybe there's the Costanza at play. Maybe this is actually going to be like the highest scoring week of the year so right. far. Well, on that note, I wanted to... <laughs> uh, all right, you mentioned Costanza. I'm just skipping to it because we mentioned Cowboys-Texans and I was looking at Cowboys-Texans and I was like, let me get this straight. This Dallas defense just embarrassed the Colts. Again, they had like, what, 54 points? Shut down Indy. And the Texans just allowed the Browns to have three non-offensive touchdowns, like the punt return. And like the Browns, the Texans offense just kept giving, I know Kyle Allen was benched, Davis Mills was playing. But I was like, is this like a Mario Kart rainbow strip award for the Dallas defense? Like, is this the first time an offense is going to be so bad? They're going <laughs> to give the Cowboys the ball. And I started thinking, well, the line's 16, now it's like 17, they're down their top two receivers, and I'm like, there's no way possible that the, the Texans could win. I, 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 should the line be 20? And I kept thinking... The I line realized, is now, did, it's, it's 18 now, the line. Which I, my <laughs> question is, is this the Costanza? Should we bet the Texans' money line? Is this the... Do the Cowboys lose uh. this game? Because I started doing the thing of like, you know why? You know how I kind of want to bet the Texans? I'm going to get a call from my dad at 12.30 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. And he's going to be like, Dan, <laughs> we got to bet the call. Cowboys. There's no <laughs> way. Because he figures out who is playing an hour before, and he's like, we, we got we to gotta bet the Cowboys. There's no, they can't beat the Texans. This is what happened to me when 
um, the Patriots played the Bears. And I was like, this is the Costanza because the Patriots can destroy the Bears and the Bears won. This is, this is the same game. I thought you were going to say, should I bet the Texans spread? You're talking money line? I don't you think know. they're going to win? I don't know. Well, because you know why? I, I keep looking like it's impossible. It's physically impossible for the Texans to win this game. And that's it when is. you got to ask. <laughs> True. Dude, the money line, they're 10 to 1. Dude, I'm just game. saying. It's one of those like sports book, like Instagram or tweets where they're like, oh man, if you'd bet this, like you would have made like $20,000. Like, okay, but who, who does that? Who's catching we passes? do that. Who's catching passes for the Texans this week? Chris Moore. Chris Moore. I've been meaning to ask you guys all season. Who's Chris Moore? I have no idea who Chris Moore is. Who is that guy? He's been in the NFL for like five years. I still don't know who he is. I feel like there's a lot of Moores that run around in the NFL. I get them all confused. (laughs) Chris Moore, I think, is like the most experienced NFL skill player that I really have no idea who he is. He, let's see here. Yeah, he's been on the Ravens. Dude, he was drafted in 2016. He's been in the NFL for seven years. He's been bouncing around. Good for him. They have Philip Dorsett and Amari Rogers, the guy from the Packers. I like Philip Dorsett. Maury Rogers was like exiled from Green Bay. Like, he was like Dark Knight Rises style. Like, unbelievably bad. For That's me. it, by the way. Those are the only three wide receivers they have on their depth chart currently. Uh, <laughs> How so. could they possibly Fort be? Davis the Mills is getting, get, gets the honor of starting again. He's like, can I just wait? I'll just wait another week. If every instinct you have is wrong. And they are wrong. <laughs> the opposite must be true. All right. Wait, I guess in, a, in another way. No, I, I'm just gonna explain. I'm just gonna expose how dumb I am at gambling. I was trying to think: is there a way to do a teaser with the Texans line to just guarantee? But there's no way you could like tease the. That's not how it works. I mean, you, that out. can you imagine ten point teasing the Texans up to plus twenty eight? That's the other thing losing? my dad's gonna ask me to do. He's gonna want to do both. He's gonna want twenty seven points for Texans <laughs> and the money line. Anyway, can you just plug us into your dad's calls every week? Just let us listen in. I. You guys, yeah, you know how you like, like CEOs have to have like shareholder meetings and you can listen in on those? Oh I want to listen in on your Mr. Heifetz calling you on Sundays. We're the board. Thinking. Yeah, we're yeah. the board for Heifetz and his dad. If you guys wanted to... Here's, honestly, I would actually like that because if you guys could moderate... The biggest problem I have is my dad's selective memory is he only remembers the times he wanted to do something and that won <laughs> and I talked him out of it. And he just completely forgets the 80% of the time I talk him out of dumb ideas. So like, if you guys could be like the objective committee, so because every time we're like discussing, he's like, no, 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 let's do this. If you guys could be like, ah, where would Danny on this one? That would actually be a big help. Nah, I would just be an agent of chaos and I would just (laughs) tell him to go for it and not listen to you. That's fair. Oh my God. Uh, We'll workshop it. All right, next award here, DK, Squeaky Wheel. Yeah, the Squeaky Wheel Award. George Pickens. Love this guy. He wants the fucking rock. Even Give when they're the even when they're winning, like last week, he just was like screaming on the sidelines because he wanted the football. I fucking love that. I love. You that know what? Him. Give him the ball. Yeah. He's the best player on the team. So give him the ball. And it's pretty easy. So yeah, I mean, it actually does make a lot of sense if you give him the ball. I think good things will happen. They typically do. And Mike Tomlin, who I've just grown to love more and more day by day, the best. Like, he's just the best coach. Uh, he was asked about the outburst on the sideline this week. And his response was... I love the way he's talking to you, Chip. That's essentially <laughs> what he said. Yeah, I love the way my boys are talking to you. He's a winner. <laughs> he, he said, I'd rather say woe than sick him, which is a great line. I'd rather say woe than sick him. Um, he wants a guy... He goes, I want a guy that wants to be a significant part of what it is we do. Now, the appropriate, professional, and mature way to express that we're growing and working on, and we will continue to. But the spirit, that competitive spirit, the guy that wants the ball, no, I want that guy. In other words... To paraphrase, he's got that dog in him. 
In other words, I love the way he's talking to you, Chip. <laughs> so true. George Pickett just threw all Kenny Pickett's war medals off the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is great coaching. When we on Flying Coach with Sean McVay and Peter Schrager last year, they talked about how, or Pete Carroll actually talked about this in the first season about how coaching anybody can do X's and O's, but it's really about can you relate to your players? Can mm-hmm. you you know can you appease everybody? You know can you both treat something as a learning experience for George Pickens, but also not upset him. This is just a masterclass by Mike Tomlin. <laughs> really is. I think George is going to go off today, or this weekend, Woo! I should say. I think he's going to have a good day. I think he kind of needs it, too, a little bit. I, the, the talent is so clear. Like, we all love him. I think we all think he's a really good player. Um, but his numbers are a little disconcerting. He's fifth in, in fantasy points, which is good. But he's 13th among rookie receivers in yards per route run, just 1.19. Like, that's not a very good number in terms of yards per route run. His efficiency is really bad. Part of that is the offense well, and the quarterback yeah. and the situation. And that there's a lot of context there that we need to pay attention to. Um, but he's the only other receiver from the first two rounds. Uh, sorry, the only other receiver that was taken in the first two rounds below him is John Dotson. So he's like, his efficiency numbers aren't great. I kind of want to see him have a good day, get those numbers up. Let's get those numbers up, George. Those are rookie numbers. Yeah, rookie numbers. Well, I mean, they literally are rookie numbers. Yeah. Well, yeah. Are you looking to get more out of the NFL this season? Well, now is the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sports book because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets. Back if your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to touchdown scores to over-under yards. All right, FanDuel this week. Let's be real. Texans, no chance to beat the Cowboys. 11 to 1. Obviously, that means you got to hit Texans 11 to 1 money line. Can't lose. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. And FanDuel is also now live in Maryland. Marylanders, make sure you get in on the action. Also, with great offers boost just for you. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in free bets when you join FanDuel with the promo code RINGERFANTASY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issues. Non-withdrawable. Free bets expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fandle.com. Gambling problem? Call 800-GAMBLER. Or visit fandle.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 after all that we just talked about earlier, about the bleakness of this week, a couple notes from Thursday. Again, this is happening late in the week. Not great. Saquon Barkley, famous running back for the Giants, was added to the injury report <laughs> with a neck issue. And he was uh, Please, God, just tell me he like slept on his neck weird. Wait, what and he ha- just needs a what, massage what or something. It, it's unclear yet at this point. Don't touch him in this, during the season, during the week. <laughs> Okay. Don't nobody touch him. I did see Giants reporter Jordan Renan say that he it's he doesn't expect it to affect his ability to play, but it's worth noting. So that that doesn't sound great. Also, Bengals receiver T. Higgins was added to the injury report again. DK, on DK, Thursday. I don't care. Yeah, I, we're still on Saquon. I've got neck injury. What happened to Saquon? How do you get a neck injury on Wednesday? It's Thursday. Well, what happened? I do not know. I do like, not know. Th- did it happen in the game? And then they're not adding it till now, and they were trying to like not put in the report, or like did it happen this week when they weren't playing? Or like it been, happened like, at practice. It sounds like it happened at practice. Are you kidding me? <laughs> 
the Saquon. I don't even know what to do. Also, uh, this is like the worst kind of thing, honestly, for fantasy is when an injury shows up midweek. Nothing worse. Oh, it's very hard to judge what's going to happen. Typically, like if it's a late injury, it's not good, though, I would say. Oh, my God. I'm sorry I was emotional there. What, what happened to I'm T. Distraught. Higgins? I'm distraught. T. Higgins was added with a hamstring issue, which is pr- That's like, normal. Bad. It's bad, though. Yeah, it's bad. People use their hamstrings, though. I'm not surprised. Like, that's just bad. Saquon is like, what the... People use their necks. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> not, in, not on Wednesday. Oh, my God. Deontay Johnson was downgraded to did not participate with a hip injury. So we, let's just cross him off the list. We're not playing him regardless. <laughs> just get him out of here. Um, yeah. So bad got worse in minutes. Well, whatever. <laughs> To keep things doomy and gloomy, I wanted to move into a segment. Uh, the Al Roker, here's what's happening in your neck of the woods. There's a little oh, thanks, Greg. Just bring up next. Thanks. I appreciate it. Real sense. In your soon. neck of the wood. Uh, <laughs> woods. Yeah, so here's a weather report that things that you need to keep on your radar that you have to worry about for the final week of the fantasy regular season. Some rain and snow mm. is afoot on the East Coast. Pittsburgh, Baltimore game, 66% chance of rain and snow, high of 44 uh-oh. Uh-oh for what? I mean, Tyler Huntley. I mean, this game is already, I think, the lowest total of the week. It's 36 and a half. We've got <laughs> snow. We've got <laughs> rain. I mean, Deontay Johnson's hurt. Our this pets could heads truly are falling be, off. Yeah. This could be one of the more brutal <laughs> games of the week if it's just like a sloppy mud bath. Uh, this game is also the Steelers <laughs> don't have turf, so like it could be real muddy. Slop. Muddy. Yeah. Mud DK, bath. what was that quote you just said? It's from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, it's a very famous movie. Why is it called that? <laughs> <laughs> that's irony that you would ask that, right? No, that's that that irony. I don't know. If that's no one knows. No one. Knows. Um, <laughs> we should just get rid of the word irony. I think we should. We should excise it. The from least the understood term or concept yes. in the world. Yeah. C- continuing, fifty uh, percent chance of rain and snow. High of forty-one in Buffalo. So we got Mike White heading into Buffalo and potentially um, inclement. Environment here, hot Mike White, Jets receivers. I don't know, could get scary. <laughs> and then continuing. White, hot Mike White. That's good. East Rutherford, where the Giants play. Another potential chance of rain and snow, high of 42 in the Giants-Eagles game. If As if the Saquon situation can't get any worse, it's going to be <laughs> snowy and rainy. Not only that. Hold on, hold on, hold Jordan on, hold on. Hold on. Wait, hold on. I, I just got to highlight briefly how fucking... California you are that one the thought of a high of 42 being an abomination one it can't well, it's snow rain and snow it's 42 degrees that's like you can't slush 42 degrees well that's the high on the day I don't know it could still okay. be it can snow it, when it's I that I just wanted cold, to highlight that by the way that, that, hearing that it, that doesn't sound like okay sorry you know usually they don't question Al Roker when he's doing his thing usually they just kind of let <laughs> him there's not a lot of like editorialism like happening listen I'm, I'm reading the satellites here Danny <laughs> Where Al Roker right? Roker's co-host is just ridiculing him throughout the entire That's report. like the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode <laughs> where Larry David accuses the weatherman of, of, of like giving false reports so he can go golf. He like always claims <laughs> it's going to rain when he wants to golf. And Larry David one time sees him. He goes, I'm on to you, weatherman. There's a jet stream of bullshit coming out of your mouth. Uh, anyway, the real problem, as if this couldn't get any worse for Saquon, he's got a neck injury. It's going to be raining in, in New Jersey. Jordan Davis is back, the rookie D lineman for the Eagles. Mountain of a man. When he wasn't playing, the Eagles allowed uh, only six defenses were essentially worse against the run when he was not playing. He returned last week and held Derrick Henry to less yards than Ryan Tannehill in the game. 30 yards <laughs> for Derrick Henry. So 
add Saquon to the list of players that I <laughs> put I invested my entire season in, really financially, and now I'm terrified that he's going to screw <laughs> me in the last week of the season. So uh, you know what the problem is: Saquon and Derrick Henry are completely different players when you watch them, but in terms of just like the yardage they accrue, they both have in common of they more than any other players I would say are great running backs can just have like 14 carries for like 19 yards heading. Yeah. You know what I mean? In like yes. a half. And then like you're hoping they break off like a 60 yard run that fixes it, but it can get when it's, when they don't get that run, it's ugly. Yeah. Both guys can just like take losses of two for two straight quarters every time they run the ball. And you feel like you have no idea why this player was ever considered good. <laughs> why is he the starter? <laughs> Well, it's like Derrick Henry, until he does that run, if you've never seen Derrick Henry play, they'd be like, oh, that guy doesn't seem very good at any of this. Well, Dontrell Hilliard is like fast as fuck, too. And like every time he touches, it's like, oh, that's an explosive play. Why don't they just play this guy? And then to finish it off, as if things couldn't get worse for Tom Brady in his matchup, it's it's supposed to rain in San Francisco. Just the body language is going to be just (laughs) all-time low. All-time lows in body language. His dyed hair is going to run. It's going to be a whole disaster. <laughs> you, know, I, I'm, you know the George so Michael upset. like meme from Rest Development? He just walks with his hunched shoulders and like drops his bag. Like, that's going to be Brady the entire time. They day. play the Charlie Brown music. Brady said the dyed hair. And I was picturing Brady with like the Giuliani at that press conference and all of Brady's hair is just like dripping down his face. Oh you know, there's a scene in that where uh, George Michael's walking and they play the Charlie Brown. And then they have like the Snoopy house in the background with the dog. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. actually have that in one of the episodes. <laughs> so another week of me being fucking miserable starting Tom Brady. Can't wait. Are we complaining uh, well, a lot? Well, it's like, I, I don't think. Yeah, we <laughs> this seem is the so worst miserable. week ever. <laughs> yeah. A lot of projection. Uh, why are you going to play Tom Brady? I have a super flex league. I have to. Uh, it's a two quarterback. But if you're in a one quarterback league, I feel like I would play Jared Goff over Tom Brady. I mean, obviously, like Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones. I mean, I kind I don't of know if you like, play. I don't know if you play. You play Daniel Jones in the rain. Well, Daniel Jones is a really tough situation. But like, I, I would you play Tyler Huntley or Tom Brady? Tom Brady, Tyler yeah. Huntley against Pittsburgh in the rain, no receivers. Come on, I don't know, man. But he's still going to suck. Brady, <laughs> this is what we've been doing all year long. You have to play him. Tom Brady. I hate him, but he's going to suck. <laughs> gonna Why do you have to? It's going to look absolutely the rules. miserable. The only thing that's more miserable than us in this podcast is Tom Brady all year long. Just absolutely fucking down. Just in yeah. the dumps. We should create the all... Can, maybe our next power hour can be power ranking the players with the worst body language this season. It just makes <laughs> George Dickens, That's a Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady makes like Jay Cutler look chipper. You know what's so funny is like how many people... How many times you're just like, you know what? Tom Brady, it would be great to be Tom Brady. Seven Super Bowls. It's like, that must be fun. Look at his life. And then you think about it. Well, how did he do that? Well, he's just miserable all the time that's like the majority of the process that's the true key is is normal people would think man if you're michael jordan you won six titles you must be happy but the only reason they won six titles and brady won seven titles is because they don't think like us and they're never <laughs> satisfied i don't think i ever no registered. such thing as complacency it's a catch-22 it's yeah. like well, you, it feels it would be great to have seven super bowls but if you're the type of person who got to seven super bowls you're never satisfied I have like heard that, and I don't think I ever understood that until the Falcons, the the Patriots beat that Fal- the Falcons in the Super Bowl, and the confetti's falling down. I'm like, oh, is that like the greatest win ever? And then they asked Bill Belichick, how it feels like, oh man, we're so late to like all our offseason prep. I don't even know. And he's, he's like, like on so to stressed. week one. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> like, oh my god, that's his like first thought right now. He's like, we have a tough preseason matchup. 
That's no way to I mean, live. At least Nick Saban does that like performatively. Belichick like me. All right. <laughs> Uh, next one here. The, again, we're coming back. The SBF Fraud Watch Alert presented by FTX. Dude, this is so weird. What are you up to, Vegas? Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? The Minnesota Vikings, who are 10 and 2, 10 wins, 2 losses. The second best record in the NFL. Underdogs to the Detroit Lions, 5 wins, 7 losses. I basically Crazy. tried to find any comparable situations. So take out week 17, take out ones where there's quarterback injuries, just be like, okay, is there anything like this where a team with many wins is underdog to a team with like half as many wins? And the only one I can really find is like last year, this Cardinals had like four more wins than the Seahawks and were underdogs in Seattle. And other than that, there's not really a comparable example in the last 10 years. And depending how you sort filters, but like 30 years. Like there's, it, this is a wild situation. And it's funny after all the Vikings fans maybe like get some of us to stop bitching about how the Vikings team seems fake that literally a team with half as many wins in the division is just straight up favorite against them. I love this. This is great. And there's like no significant injury. Kirk Cousins is playing. Dalvin Cook is playing. Justin Jefferson's playing. And also the Lions are home. So it's, 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 it was three and two, two and a half depending where you look. So with home field advantage, they're like, yeah, these teams are even. They're the same team. Just depends who's home. The Lions are 13th in DVOA. The Vikings are 20th in DVOA. I know that the Vikings offense has been really good this year, but quietly the Lions have been really good too. I, I did the numbers the other day because I did a uh, I did a take on the island this week that the the Lions should just build around Jared Goff is is kind of tongue in cheek, but um, the Lions currently are sixth in points per game, seventh in yards per game, ninth in offensive DVOA, seventh in red zone DVOA, and fourth in third and fourth down DVOA. So they're good in the red zone. They're good on third and fourth downs. They're good overall on offense. And Jared Goff is like top 10 in almost every category you want to be in. EPA per dropback, EPA total, uh, touchdown passes, yards well, per Well, so Solak just told me this. In the games where Ramon Ross St. Brown fin- like, ha- plays the whole game, oh, yeah. uh, they're tied for second in expected points added per play with the Bills as the second best offense in the NFL. Holy shit. I mean, a lot of the credit is not to Goff. That's sort of like, he's like a red herring. It's, it's Ben Johnson's offense has been really awesome. And they have a lot of good skill players. They have a good run game. They have a good offensive line. Um, I think that's what's going on here is like Vegas just truly sees the Lions as like almost the same type of team as as the Vikings. They're five good and offense, eight. bad defense. I love it. I love it. But here's the thing. But all right. You know what? You know what? We can finally explain this. How is this possible? You know what it is? Before the show, Craig, you were telling us that you had a friend who is might go defeated in fantasy football. They're 0-13. Yep. And they might go 0-14. <laughs> And your friends yeah. are all kind of rooting for your friend to just go 0 and 14 winless. They're all colluding against him. Yeah. But that friend <laughs> has more points scored than the person above him who has five wins, and he has more points than the guy with five wins. Correct. That's the Vikings and the Lions. That's why these teams are equal. <laughs> like that's it's the same thing. It's like the Vikings are 10 and 2. They've won nine games by what by, by one score. I'm sure Vegas views the Vikings as like an eight and six team, and I'm sure they view the, the Lions as like a seven and seven team. And that's- yeah. Why this is what it is. The line, and you could argue like, okay, maybe the best, you know, Kevin O'Connell has been better maybe late in games and that the Vikings defense has obviously been performing and the Lions have been kind of screwing up late games. But yeah, it, honestly, two and a half is perfect. This will be a three-point game. Uh, all the Vikings fans, listen, you know what? I'm not going to apologize this time. They know. And also, if they're upset, <laughs> bet. Go ahead and bet on your 10-2 and two team with a positive money line. You put down 10 bucks, you'll win 12. You'll win like 11. 
So like, go ahead and just make money if you're a Vikings fan. This is great locker room material for the Vikings, though. I mean, can you imagine what Kevin O'Connell's saying? Like, you guys are not favored against the Lions. We're the second best team in the NFL by record. You're not, you're not fucking favored. It's so true. Uh, also, just in terms of fantasy, this is like a bonanza for like everybody involved, for Goff, for Kirk Cousins, for every for Adam Thielen is suddenly like questionable to not to play, but whether you want to insert him in your so lineup. This is something to, like, to feel good to. about, finally, this game. This is the Mario Kart rainbow strip. This is the turbo boost. Like you hit it, you just go tw- 10 times faster. Like the Vikings have allowed the most passing yards this season. And that's not even a volume thing. The Vikings just straight up allow the most pass yards per attempt, period. And then there's the Lions. <laughs> nice. Who just straight up allow the most fantasy points to quarterbacks, period. And they're playing each other. And it's just like this. Woo. Also, I saw Rich Rebar. I couldn't believe this. The Lions defense allows a first down or a touchdown every three plays. Holy moly. Every three plays <laughs> against the Lions defense wow. is a first down or a touchdown. Which I read that and I was like, that can't be like right. That has to be like wrong, right? But it's true. This was part of my take on the island that they just need to get fucking defense. They Don't worry about the quarterback. The offense is fine. Get defense. You need defense. Like your team, it's untenable, this situation. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Speaking of untenable, DK, what's your probably unanswerable question of the week? I was just looking at this Giants game against uh, the Eagles. Who's going to be the most obscure player to catch a pass for the Giants this week? There's some <laughs> interesting options. Nick Vanette is on the Giants, which I found out when I was researching this question. Gary Brightwell. Great name. David Sills, the fifth. Marcus Johnson. Do you guys have any, uh, have any other options? Is Gary Brightwell a running back? Yes. Okay. Oh, no. The most obscure giant to catch a pass in this game, it'll be, it'll be Roscoe Decker. I've never heard of that person. Pardon me? Roscoe Decker. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He was a character in Legend of the Fall. Roscoe Decker, really? <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. a Legend of the Fall. That's the point, though. The Giants, they're just made of un- people who made up names. <laughs> what? Who is Roscoe Decker? My unanswerable question of the week, who's going to have the ugliest offensive performance of the week? Is it Kenny Pickett and Huntley in the rain? Is it Tom Brady and Brock Purdy in the rain? Is it is it Trevor Lawrence versus the Titans? Is it Russell Wilson versus the Chiefs? Texans yeah. versus the Cowboys? See, here's the thing. It's easy to be like, oh, Pickett or Huntley in the rain. But I Russ versus the Chiefs is a good one because if the Chiefs, all they have to put up is like, you know, if they are able to kind of beat the Broncos defense rather quickly and put up the 20 and the Broncos got to start throwing it, could get really gross really fast. It's kind of, I just wouldn't bet against Russ to be the most embarrassing quarterback really till I see anything better from him. 
This is the all-time game, though. My Costanza, I don't know why. I was looking at this Chiefs-Broncos game, and I was like, the Chiefs have already laid an egg this year once, right? They lost the Colts, and they cost everybody in America a lot of money. I don't know. For some reason, I'm like, is this going to be the game where like the Broncos hold Mahomes to like 14, 21 points? Russ makes a couple deep throws, and this game's like tied in the fourth quarter. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm looking right now. If we were to, on FanDuel Sportsbook, if we were to parlay the Texans and the Broncos to win these games together, uh, that is 53 to 1. A $10 bet would win $530. Listen, I'm not betting the Texans to win. I'm not. <laughs> if we add the Vikings... Coward. All right, fine. Take the Texans out of it. Broncos and Vikings to win is uh, eight is eight to one. That's not bad. Do you, you kind of know what I mean, though? There's something about this game. No, the Broncos aren't going to win. Okay. I don't know. Well, what if it's really what we're talking about is the Broncos and the Texans to cover, right? Yeah, it's, I think the Broncos are getting nine and a half. No, I, I could see them like some, no. I could see them like muddying it up and keeping it close. That defense is really good. Nah, I don't know. I'm not doing that. Let's just bet on whether they score a touchdown or not. Yeah, that seems like a much better bet. I think they'll score a touchdown. Yeah. How many points do you think the Texans score against the Cowboys? Over or under 10 and a half? Under. Even over with garbage time. The Cowboys will take, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the Cowboys are going to take, is their second team beat defense better than the Texans start? Bet against Davis Mills at your own risk, you guys. <laughs> you fools. <laughs> All right. You guys want to get to some emails? Yeah. yeah. I have a momentous one. This is from Zach. 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 Hello, guys. Hello. I listened to the podcast today where you talked about Cloyce Box, and I wanted to reach out and say that my name is also Cloyce. Wow. What? We found a, we found a Cloyce. Is this person lying? Well, he says, I go by Zach, as you can see in my email, as it is my middle name, and Cloyce is possibly the strangest name oh, I've ever shit. come across. <laughs> my parents named me after my great-grandfather. He was a fighter pilot in World War II. Of course he was. I'm only 24 years old, so maybe I'll grow into Cloyce later in life. My <laughs> close friends and my partner call me Cleo, uh, and my oh. football team, I assume you mean soccer. My soccer also found out my first name, and now they call me Cloyce, because I'm from Australia. <laughs> everything, yeah, everything ends in E. Oh, he's, he's Australian? So he says, yeah. So he says, I was dying of laughter when I heard about Boyce, and then even more when I heard about Fernbox. Boyce Box, Boyce Box, <laughs> Fernbox. Dude, the best part is, uh, I wanted to add to this legend. Scott Barrett was doing some research for me because he was obsessed with this Cloyce Box thing. Apparently, Cloyce and Fern got divorced later in life. And Fern married someone whose last name was Carr. And in those days, you wouldn't like get rid of your old last name. You just like hyphenate, apparently. Fern so she Box was Carr? Fern Box Carr. Fern Box Carr. <laughs> See, that happens in like season four of our show. She leaves Cloyce. Yeah. For Mr. Carr. Fern Boxcar. Fern Boxcar. Oh, man. So I couldn't believe we have, we have a listener named Cloyce from Australia. Now, let's be real. Sounds too good to be true, right? Like, <laughs> this guy, could just, his email is, just says Zach. So I emailed back. I'm like, hey, I would love to, like, believe you, but I, I, just said, I, I need a picture. <laughs> but I've been on license. the internet before. You just yeah. responded, prove it. <laughs> I need a picture. Name three movies, Cloyce. <laughs> I need a picture of your driver's license. Cloyce, Zach, whatever, responds and says, I don't have a driver's license. Okay. But I've attached a photo of my bank statement and blotted out the relevant information. And he okay. sent it. 
his bank info. I was so like, freaking dude. tricked this guy into sending him banking information. I was like, don't you have like a student ID, close? Like you can't, <laughs> like you gotta send me your bank info. This Number one. Two, Cloyce, Zach, you kind of did a bad job blotting out the bank info. I'm not going to lie. So his name is Cloyce. Kind of did a bad job. I feel like I could still steal his bank information. You might want to change your password on things. Yeah. I won't actually do it. You're fine. However, I do want to just throw this out. His name is Cloyce. We have an actual Cloyce Australia listener, but even better. I think. Cloyce. I love that. With the bank statement that he sent me, I kind of think we could steal his identity. (laughs) So not only do we have a listener named Cloyce, we 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 can now Cloyce. become Cloyce. Us, we can <laughs> wow. become Cloyce now. This is really can, taking a turn. We can triple the amount of Cloyces in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! This is great. <sighs> I've always wanted to be so, Australian. Yeah. You, could, you know, it like, seems like a, such a fun country. Cloyce. Yeah, that's such a good name in an Craig, Australian accent. We've been having a lot of people ask you to do the Blue Stone thing. Like they're just fiending for it. So is that right? I yeah. feel like that we haven't talked about that in so long. I've seen several emails that are like, can we please get Craig to say Blue Stone again? It's just they're missing it. Blue Stone? <laughs> That's, that was very satisfying. God, Cloyce. Of course his grandfather Cloyce was a fighter pilot in World War II. What a stud. Cloy- we forgot to mention, Cloyce was in w- either World War II or Korea. I can't remember. Um, I think he was in both. Yeah. Oh my God, That's so sick. We're so The greatest soft. generation, Cloyce. Why did Fern leave him? It's too busy building a billion dollar like company. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Fern box. Fern box car. Fern box car. Cloyce fire. We have a Cloyster box car. <laughs> That's the best. Uh, unbelievable. Don't ever email people your bank statements. Just yeah, that's, that's a good rule. Just don't don't do that. Unless his Even name is Sam Bankman Fried. That guy can handle your money. <laughs> I can't believe he did that thing with Andrew Russ Sorkin the other day. And he was like, so yeah, I don't have any money. And he's like, your lawyers want you here? He's like, no, no, no. They think this is a terrible idea. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, I also, while we're on emails, I also want to throw out, we got a, I don't, the legend of the, I don't even know how to go into legend of the fall stuff. But before we do that, I do want to just point out, we've been arguing about this movie, legend of the fall. I, I hate when you have to explain stupid arguments. Legends of and the we fall, think, right? Legend, is that what, <laughs> I don't know it's stuff. And <laughs> I've, I've lost track. We need to spend less than two minutes on this, whatever okay. this is. I know. So all I'll say is a, a, a subplot of the argument became whether like movie titles, you should know the reason why. And I basically was like, I think almost all movies, once you see them, you know why it's called it. I have uh-huh. between emails and combing through I, I list, I came up with a handful of movies that I don't think I immediately know why they're titled it. People sent us a lot of these, and there's yes. a lot of good examples. So, the best example, Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apocalypse Now. Okay. Yep. A Borderline One, Clockwork Orange. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't seen that, so I don't really know, but yeah. Ben emailed in and said, Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Not yes and no. And then the biggest one of all from Doug, Super Bad. We got a lot of people saying super bad. Super bad is, however, I, the one thing I'll say, I had to go through like 400 emails to come up with 400 movies between like the emails and me looking at movies. I feel like I come through 400 movies to find like these six examples. Well, the only thing about super bad is I feel like it connotes the like spirit of the movie, like super bad. You can kind of understand. How In fairness it to DK, it, the question was like, do you basically know why immediately? And super bad, I'm like, no. Well, there's yeah. also movies like licorice pizza. That I have no idea what that has to do with the movie, but it it I know it doesn't have to do with the movie, and that kind of also counts. 
Like, oh, I know no, that. Like, I know that Licorice Pizza has nothing to do with the movie, so it still qualifies as me knowing that, like, the title's relation to the movie. If I know it has nothing to do with the movie, you know what I mean? <laughs> Put an Come asterisk on. on that. That's like a tie. Legend of the Fall has something to do with the movie. Licorice Pizza deliberately has nothing to do with the movie. And I'm aware of that. There was a couple other that I wanted to throw out really quickly before we move on. Goodwill Hunting, which is just like a pun on his name. Well, it's like kind of dumb. But his name is Will Hunting. Yeah, but what does Goodwill Hunting have to do with anything? It's good. It's a good Will Hunting. Like, Will Hunting's good. Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs is a good one. That's a good Train one. Train Spotting. Do you guys know why it's called Train Spotting? I've never no. seen that movie. I have seen it. I don't You've know seen why. it, Craig? I've seen it. I it was not clear to me immediately. I looked it up, and it's basically like a reference like a to Scottish term or something. Well, that's what I was wondering. It's I, I don't know if they use this in like regular conversation or not, but it's basically the the art of train spotting is when people like to watch trains. They like to identify the trains and blah blah blah. But in this context, it's people with tracks on their arms from doing heroin. Oh. So like, you know what I mean? So like it's a reference to the tracks on your arms. But that was not immediately obvious to me. So interesting. Grapes of Wrath. What's that mean? I don't know. Is this where I admit I never read that book? The Constant Gardener. I don't know what that is. Was that yeah, like I've a Brad seen, Pitt? Seen the movie, movie that I don't won know an what Oscar. No, it was Ralph Fine. I think. Ray Fines. Rafe Fine. How do you say his last name? Fines. Fines. Rafe yeah. Fines. Rafe Fines. I said his name uh, completely wrong. So obviously the whole. Legend of the Fall. First, if you didn't get to listen to it, it's either the best or the dumbest thing we've ever done. I don't know if there's any. <laughs> it's definitely between. the dumbest argument we've ever had. I oh, got yeah. a text from a friend, and it was like, "Are DK and I if it's gonna fight?" <laughs> <laughs> we're not physically in the same room, so unlikely. So men, but we're also friends. Men have, is what you need to know. Men have dumb arguments, and Mark emailed him and said about dumb arguments. We have these two brothers that are friends of Mark. ours, and every time, Mark. He says, we're friends with these two brothers that are friends of ours, and every time we're together, we bring up an old argument they've had, and it might be the dumbest argument two people have ever had. One brother thinks that <laughs> camouflage is a weapon, and the other does not. <laughs> what? This so is that's the, best. the dumbest thing I've ever heard. He thinks camouflage, camouflage is a weapon? Is a weapon? Well, he's like, he's kind of expanding the definition of weapon in this argument, right? Like, he's, he's he, a liberal use of the term weapon. Like right. You can... Camouflage helps you in battle, so he's considering it a, a weapon. I, I, I guess. Did you get any more details on this, or is that the only thing we know? About so he's got. They've gotten extremely heated with each, heated with each other almost every time this comes up. We've had dictionaries thrown at each other, and they also said they've one of them once changed the Wikipedia entry for camouflage <laughs> to say camouflage <laughs> is a weapon. Just if you think about it, like you know the movie Predator where he has like the cloaking thing camouflage. That's kind of like a weapon. I feel like. It's not a weapon. It's like a, that's just a tactic. Yeah, it's like a tool. I don't know. You're not using the camouflage. To it is, like Craig said, it's a liberal interpretation of the word weapon. I just wanted to include that because I thought that was the funniest thing. Someone's like, camouflage, it's a weapon. <laughs> that's, that's what they know. argue about. One time in college, my friend and I got in a massive argument about whether or not, so the, there's the word potent, right? And then there's impotent. Yeah. And he says, he said impotent. One right. time, naturally, just like one night. He was like, something, something impotent. And I was like, that's not how you say that. <laughs> and he was like, what, what are you talking about? And I was like, it's impotent. And he's like, it's potent. So you can also say impotent. And I was like, no, you can't. <laughs> and we argued in front of people for probably hours and hours. And the next morning he woke up and he was like, I got to be honest, Craig. 
20 minutes into that argument, I knew it was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I just doubled down, strapped See, in. Yeah, that's that. Now that's that's how men think. Yeah. I think <laughs> here's my thing with words. In that situation, you're like, well, you can't do that. It's like, why? And it's like, well, all words are made up. So it's like, if you say it and everyone knows what you mean, it's not really wrong. It's just wrong because you were told to say it that way. But like, if everyone knows, like, impotent, I don't know. So just because some, some freaking like rebels from England came over and that's how they said it. And so now we say it or whatever. Like, that's why we, we can't say impotent. Sounds like you're saying important with like a Southern accent. <laughs> right. Also Potent. omnipotent. What about that? Oh, omnipotent. Omnipotent. Oh, omnipotent. Another uh, example. Mm. The wrong and fastest on the wrong syllable. Yeah. It's tough. English is a stupid language. Omnipotent. So you just say patent. Instead right. of potent. Right. Just patent. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Doesn't make much sense. Like the show's <laughs> more fun when we argue. <laughs> Great. I'm with your friend. I think he can say imp impotent. Impotent? <laughs> yeah, you, you can. You sound like a moron. <laughs> you can certainly say it. Email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. Email us for your dumb arguments that you've had with your friends. Yeah. Uh, thank you to everyone who emails about Legend of the Fall. I, I can't even tell you. Uh, I will just give DK credit that, that there was like a, a tidal wave of backlash. I think that people, I, I think that, let's be real, the Legends of the Fall, people who like the movie, did not show up in the email. They didn't show up. And when I said that they didn't show up, now we've gotten just a tidal wave of people defending the movie. So I will give you that, DK. I don't know. I went and audited our emails. We got a lot of people that were on my side originally, too. You just like had selective memory about that. You did a recount. <laughs> You're like the Carrie Lake of like, this podcast. <laughs> you did the whole thing that uh, Craig's friend did. You just like didn't want to hear that. You didn't want to admit the truth, which is that no, that's, a lot of no. people agreed with me. We're getting, we're getting off the rails here. Anyway. All right, I'm just we're, we're not doing it again. We're not doing it again. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Jesse, for production help. Thank you. No, <laughs> no. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, thank you to Al Roker. Unfairly yeah. maligned. Sure. Yeah. Thank Unfairly you to, maligned. Thank you to everybody who emailed us. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Lauren Hill. Nice. Oh, by the way, we're not saying Lauren. We're saying Lauren. I don't like SNL. when you say it. I like to people just not know. Well, we get a lot of people asking. So it's in, yeah. including Ben Solak last year. He's like, why do you guys say Lauren? Did we well, make up some a common answer? Question. Didn't we like not Context tell him clues. for a while? Sounds well, right. Lauren's not like a real name. Like if you don't know Lauren Michaels, I don't think you know Lauren is a name. Or would you just assume it's Lauren? And then you would I've like, never like, heard or met another, of another Lauren. Have you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is it short for something? Are there more Laurens or so. Cloises? How many Laurens do you think listen to this podcast? Email us at ringerfantasyfootball@gmail.com if your name's Lauren. Include your... Driver's bank, license, your bank information. Card. Yes. Yeah, mother's maiden name. If it's Lauren, you know, just, you know, whatever you got to send us if you're Lauren. We're close. It says that, although on his Wikipedia, his his given name is Lauren, it says that Lauren is a nickname for Lawrence. I didn't get that. Could you try That would make sense. That would make a lot of sense, Greg. Siri, stop. Yeah. That hasn't happened in a long time. What about that is what set off Siri? It says Lauren is a gender neutral name of Scottish origin. Who knew? All right, goodbye. Everybody.